0: Hi, I'm Jackson Eflin, and you're listening to the last episode of Gratuitous Thrones. And I'm your co-host, Alex Greyhawk. And we're talking about Game of Thrones Season 8, Episode 6. The series finale. Don't know what the title is. I guess,
1: let's give it a name. Let's just give it a title like we did last time. Okay, do you want me to seriously consider a title, or do you want me to give you what I would title this? Let's do the latter, then we'll do the former. That'll be fun. Okay. The title I would give this episode is Oops, All Epilogue. <laughs> and the title I would give it is No One Gets What They Want. I'm guessing the title is going to be A Song of Ice and Fire. A Song of Ice and Fire, I can also see Brand the Broken. Mm, sure. I, I do think Song of Ice and Fire is probably more likely. Or actually not Brand the Broken, just The Broken. Yeah, I'll accept that.
0: There's a lot of like kind of standard oh. last episode titles like Requiem or
1: The Beginning. <laughs> Starks fall apart.
0: Thanks for listening to Gertrude's Thrones. <laughs> we hope you've enjoyed the journey. We know we sure haven't. <laughs> okay, so this episode was perhaps not
1: great. I think that's an understatement.
0: I, there are a lot of moments that I think if they were earned, would have really gotten me. Like, Oh, definitely. Brienne writing Jamie's story in the book, while complicated in terms of like men and women and emotional labor and all that jazz, was still emotionally evocative for Brienne as a character.
1: Yeah, Sam bringing up not just the lords and ladies voting for King. I would have loved that in any other episode <laughs> except this one.
0: Oh, I mean the one where he's like, hey, what if we do democracy and everybody laughed at him and that made me hate everybody in that
1: group? Yes.
0: Yeah, that wasn't great. There's a really good shot where Drogon is taking off behind Danny, and his wings spread, making it look like she has two demon wings. That was a pretty cool shot. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't obvious to everybody else where Danny's at morally.
1: Yeah. And honestly, Sam pulling out that A Song of Ice and Fire book at the uh, small council meeting. Mm-hmm. I, again, would have eaten that up if this were a better episode.
0: Yeah. And I could pick apart that particular bit, but a bit that I was really hoping for going in and did in fact get, but was just very underwhelmed by, was the Iron Throne being melted. For a while, I've been like, what if Danny's melts the throne instead of anything else? And that happened, but it was Drogon's... Hunt- <laughs> God... Sorry, it, so it was in that scene that
1: made no goddamn sense.
0: <laughs> we'll probably get into it more later, but the one where Drogon decides not to kill Jon for some reason and just melts the throne instead then carries Danny off sadly into the east. <laughs> what was that? See, and I'd be okay with that scene too if we had previously established that Drogon had that level of Sentience, but that seems to require complex
1: thinking that I don't think we've seen from Drogon before. None of the dragons, no. No, I mean, like, it's been hinted at, but not shown in any kind of meaningful way. Because they can't afford to, because the dragons are expensive to animate. Yeah, like, destroying the Iron Throne was a symbolic
0: act, and I've never thought that the dragons had any sense of symbolism. Drama, like,
1: yes, but not symbolism. Chair evil, chair cause death of mommy, me murder chair. <laughs> Ah, you've also seen Twitter giving a voice to
0: Drogon at the 11th hour. (laughs) I had not. (laughs) Oh, there's a lot of that exact kind of thing. One of my favorites was that the episode should just start with Drogon looking into the water going, Me pretty. Me good boy. (laughs) It it is so weird that Jon has had not one but two different situations where I'm like, Oh, now Jon's going to fight the dragon. Cool. And they're like, Nope. I get that this is all about subversion, but you have to occasionally give us cool things like Jon fighting a
1: dragon. We literally never got a dragon fight. Like, not a, like, one person against a dragon. The
0: closest we got was that time that Jamie Lannister was like, hmm, the dragon's landed, I've got a spear, I'll go for it. And it's really cool. It's shot really well. Honestly, the dragon attack on the gold road is one of the standout scenes that I'm probably going to rewatch in the years to come because it's so good and so well shot. Mm-hmm. But well, we're not here to talk about better episodes.
1: <laughs> we sure aren't.
0: let <laughs> just, just get through the, the Danny stuff, get it done. After a variety of scenes of everybody saying, hey, John, what if Danny's evil? And John going, no, no. He eventually does kill her in that one scene where it's very reminiscent of Danny's vision from season one where she's having the whole like trippy prophecy vision and seeing Drogo's spirit and all that jazz. I liked how they visually recreated that scene without it being a direct like shot for shot recreation. It was pretty cool looking. Mm-hmm. Even down to Danny looking away from the throne because someone she loves is behind her.
1: Yeah. John comes in and he's still trying his best to avoid having to kill Danny. He's like, hey, we need to not murder people and show mercy. And she's like, oh, no, no. I know what's best. I know what's good. And it's just so cliched. I am fine with Danny being in the wrong here, but. It's not written in a way that is compelling in a way that makes it work. Exactly. Danny fell too far too fast. Mm -hmm.
0: Without things Mm -hmm.
1: that seem to properly motivate her. Exactly. I mean, the writers even tried to prime the pump in that respect by having Tyrion list all the atrocities that she committed over in Essos and kind of tainting how we thought of them as viewers and like yeah she's killing evil men she's always killed evil men and it's made her think that oh she's always good and she knows what's right
0: but those guys were slavers and capitalists exactly i don't remember exactly what the stuff with the calls was i'm sure they weren't great but also it's complicated by race stuff so i don't want to get into it so it's kind of like well punching nazis is just as bad as what
1: nazis do Yeah. And it didn't work. Yeah. It really felt like the writers trying to shore up the, we did this too fast, but maybe we can do his, some historical revisionism to try and get people to accept it.
0: Right. But like I was here for mm-hmm. it when Danny was doing this stuff earlier. I'm still here for it.
1: That needed to happen. Mm-hmm. Stop both sides in Tyrion. So all this happened. John realizes that he's not going to be able to change Danny's mind he says, you are and for always will be my queen. They kiss and then stab. Yep.
0: I've seen some stuff on, on Twitter about men doing violence to women for the greater good. And I agree about that kind of stuff, but I, I, this episode isn't worth nuanced critique. So I'm just going to put that out there and let it keep going. Let's talk about how Drogon gently lifted her up.
1: Yeah. If you want nuanced critique, give me nuanced writing. Well, wow. Uh, careful. That mic is expensive when you drop it like that.
0: Yeah. We'll talk about how John's arc here is learning to lie. <laughs> wow. Which, admittedly, is also his dad's arc. So he's walking in his dad's footsteps of the same city. His dad
1: also lied, I guess. Yep. At least he made out with a better punishment than his dad did. He didn't get beheaded.
0: Yeah, he went north to ride off into the sunset with Tormund.
1: Yeah, that ending scene also made very little sense. Let's stick to Jon for now. Right, so Danny's Mm. dead, Jon's sad, Drogon has a soul now, I guess. Drogon, like, growls, and it's like, oh, he's going to breathe fire at Jon, and we're going to find out whether Jon has a true Targaryen and is fireproof. And then at the last second, Drogon turns his head and melts the Iron Throne. So, skipping ahead a little bit, but I have a relevant point to that thing you just said.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. So, John gets imprisoned and then tried by a jury of lords and ladies about, and then they kind of just collectively decide to pick a king and it's a brand. Gonna, <laughs> we'll get to that. We'll, <laughs> we'll get, get to, to that. No, we'll get to that. However, that means that John doesn't become king and he also does not you know, wind up being fireproof and all that jazz. So, him being a Targaryen, the thing that has been okay. a big deal for seasons upon seasons wound up not really mattering it meant absolutely nothing it affected a bit of varus's decision but that decision could have just been like hey john is a good
1: king we should have him be king because not because yeah we can pr that the only other thing that still works is that well john because he has a better claim is a threat to danny and so john killing her was his in his own best interest sort of thing
0: yeah, but Jon shouldn't need his own best interests. He should be the selfless character. Exactly. He's,
1: he's Ned Stark's son. Exactly. He's honorable and selfless and dumb. That scene finishes with Drogon, like, scooping up Daddy and flying <laughs> off into the east. It's so bad. And then it fades to black. We get a close-up on Tyrion, who has a much longer beard and is in much rattier clothes than we last saw him. And... The Unsullied lead him and they take him to this council where we see a bunch of lords and ladies. And eventually it's revealed that it's been a few weeks later. And the way everyone's talking, like, in the middle of this, I'm like, oh, we're now in the epilogue. That was the end of the story. Pretty much. (laughs) And oh my god, is this so bad. This entire episode is bad, but it just keeps piling on top of that awful death scene with Danny. It feels like
0: we're constantly in Act 2 in this episode. Like, Danny dies, and we know that's not the end of it all because there's more time stamp left. <laughs> but also, like, now there are no major threats, so it's just going to be... A group of mostly reasonable people and Grey Worm just deciding who should rule things. There wasn't a sense of like, oh, if the wrong choices are made here, things would go bad.
1: Yeah, the last major decision was what to do with Jon, the person who murdered the last queen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The Queen Slayer. And that also fucking happens off screen. And then Tyrion tells Jon what the outcome was.
0: Yeah. I mean, admittedly, who will be king of Westeros or, or queen or I guess... The kneeing of Westeros, if you have a non-binary monarch. Monarch is fine, Jackson. (laughs) Yeah. That was a pressing question, but there now seems to be much less tension
1: now that Danny is gone and everybody can just decide on that kind of... Yeah. So stately. And the way the decision to let's just vote for a king is put forth by Tyrion, who is a prisoner at this point. The Unsullied are holding him and Jon hostage because they're like, we want fucking justice we don't want to fucking be here anymore we want to go back to essence but the prisoner puts forth hey why don't we just vote for a new king again that and- self-interest makes <laughs> things less great yeah and eventually like the lords and the ladies are like okay fine i guess that works we should let
0: the- this prisoner be the one who makes the big speech and, <laughs> and just go with the first option
1: well the first option is the ruler of house tully sansa's uncle who stands up is like You know, I've seen two wars, I think I've learned some statescraft, and then Sansa's just like, uncle, sit down. (laughs) That was great. It was amazing, that was probably the best part of that scene. And then he like, clips his sword, which is in a scabbard, on like, a pole or something trying to sit down, and just, it looks like a complete jackass. It's great. It's really good. Then, Sam puts forth the, why not democracy? (laughs) Everyone laughs. And then God, I hate that. Like I was so stoked that like this is the birth of
0: democracy. This wasn't at all about who was gonna be king. It was gonna be about the people having a voice at last, and then it just wasn't, and it's that is bad in mean, a like this is not a good episode way, but also it's, it's frustrating as someone who thinks that democracy matters, and it pisses
1: me off that the show kind of reduced that to a joke. Yeah, like specifically laughing in your faces, like, haha, you think this could possibly work? Mm-hmm. someone even mentioned why don't we let dogs vote too wow <clears throat> which i'm sure this is what i'm
0: thinking of but it reminded me a lot of the like rhetoric of well if we let gays get married let's just let dogs get married because that was like a thing that went around and I, I don't think it was intentional but it hit that chord it was a sour taste and an already lemon based meal
1: yeah no one else is coming forward and z- so <coughs> Worm's like well you i suppose you want to be king Tyrion's like no, I definitely don't want that job. And then makes the big speeches how stories are the thing that binds everyone together. It's not flags, it's not armies, it's not whatever, which honestly is good. And like, who has the best story here? Obviously, it's Bran. He got pushed out of a tower, lived, then without the use of his legs, went north of the wall, became the three eyed raven, and saved us all from the Night King. And I was sitting over here like, wow,
0: I remember that very differently. <laughs> The stories bind us all together thing would have been a good speech if there had been any buildup, but it kind of came out of nowhere. Yeah,
1: and part of me loves that Bran is king. I've loved Bran since season one. He's been one of my favorite characters. Mm. It makes no fucking sense, though. No. it It's a terrible choice. Having Bran end up on the throne reads like masturbatory fan fiction. Yeah,
0: or it feels like George R. R. Martin told them that like, this is what the end game is. And they were kind of having to maneuver there.
1: And then kind of everything that flows from it is like, there's no tension after that. Like everything's just kind of like slowly falling into place. Yeah, we're going to slowly fix all of our problems. And I don't mind an epilogue episode. I'm fine with that. But the start of it was so
0: not good. And this last few episodes have been so frustratingly bad that I was more as ready for it to be over.
1: Yeah, and then Bran's like, cool, I'll take the job. Tyrion, you're going to be my hand, but I don't want it. Oh, I know, but that's your punishment instead of dying or rotting in a cell is you're going to be Hand of the King and helps me fix all the problems you caused. And I kind of like that approach to Justice trying to fix what you've made wrong. But again, it just seems like an ass pull to get one of our favorite characters in a safe position of power at the end of all this.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Also, through this whole scene, Grey Worm is super not here for it because they basically shut out what he wants from the conversation and goes from him saying, hey, do justice on this this person who killed my queen to this person is now the second most powerful person in the realm.
1: And I don't mean to pivot too hard, but I'm not here for how Grey Worm is the villain now. (laughs) Yeah, he comes off as really villainous. He starts off, the first time we see him this episode, he is about to just murder Lannister army prisoners that they've taken on orders from Cersei. John tries to stop him. There's a Mexican standoff, and uh, Tyrion's like, we need to go see Danny." And him and John leave, and Grey Worm just starts slitting their throats.
0: Yep. I'm glad that at the end, he takes all the Unsullied to go free the people of Noth. I'm here for that. But because everything else that happened with Grey Worm in this episode was so bad, it made me go, mm, as opposed to, oh. Yeah. Shout out to whatever actor was playing the Prince of Dorne, whose whole role in this was just sort of sitting there in a chair and not giving shit. And look brown. Robin Aaron has grown up to be like nearly a man grown. And I'm really curious what's been happening with him and how he feels and what he's become in all this time, because last I checked, in, he was kind of in that whole, like, killing bugs for sport archetype thing. I'm curious how the veil's doing right now.
1: Yeah, also his fashion sense hasn't changed at all, and it, I don't think it looks good on him. No, but to be fair, he didn't give the memo
0: that everyone's wearing black at this event. <laughs> it's just him and the Prince of Dorne being like, nope, we have an aesthetic. Yeah. We have a theme. Speaking of people who have a theme, uh, I'm really sad that Yara's last line was her going... No, Daenerys was a good person. I support her as a
1: long-standing Yara fanboy. Uh. So after that council all shakes out, Bran is king, Tyrion's the Hand, Jon has been sentenced to life of service at Castle Black because the Unsullied wanted him dead, Sansa and Arya wanted him free. Oh, and also the North is not joining the rest of the Seven Kingdoms. They are going to remain independent. Sansa makes a point of that line.
0: Which, I'm glad that was a thing. However, I feel like that line didn't resonate the way I feel like it was supposed to.
1: Yeah, especially since, oh, well, my brother's king, so obviously he's not going to come fight us. Right.
0: I'm really frustrated that it wasn't, like, in Star Trek Four, the one with the whales, Admiral Kirk is on trial for doing some stuff, and then the stuff with the whales happens, and he goes back in time, grabs some whales, and saves the world. And they're like, well, you saved the world, but you still did all that stuff, so we're going to balance it out by demoting you back to captain and everyone there is kind of aware that this is a way of smoothing it over politically but also giving him what he wants which is just being the captain of the ship again and that's what the tone should have been for the john thing should have been like hey we know that you're a good leader of men you can't be a leader down here we're sending you up north with where they could probably still use you and then him being be like mm, yes i would accept this That could have been really nice. Mm -hmm. I accept John as like the helpful leader of the wild things. He fit in with them. It worked. Mm -hmm. As I guess Torvald's husband.
1: (laughs) That's what I got from that scene. That's all I got from that scene. I mean, that means that John needs to put on some weight. Husband to bears and all that. God damn it. One other thing I will say about Bran becoming king. The way that the show tries to frame it. Bran is acting like this cheeky little shit about it. And I'm just like, did you know this was going to happen? Have you been playing 4D chess to get the throne this whole goddamn time? And I don't know whether the show wants me to think that or not.
0: But if so, why? It doesn't seem like that's what, what Bran has ever wanted. Exactly. He wanted to be a knight, but not to be a king. Mm-hmm. And then he wanted to be... What was Bran's motivation? From, I haven't pushed out a tower to, like becoming a thread raven what
1: was his like motivation exactly i guess he just kind of wanted the visions to stop cool also Winterfell was not very safe at the time no
0: bran is a fine character but i feel like this doesn't fit his (laughs) trajectory no it
1: doesn't also Braun is fine Braun made it out yep Braun made it out he did become the lord of highgarden became the master of coin for the small council that's fine Davos is master of ships. Thank God. Thank God there's at least someone I like here. Sam became Archmaester. Sure. That makes sense for him. Brienne is captain of the Kingsguard. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. And Podrick has been knighted. Yeah! Yes, off screen, unfortunately. Yeah. I was really worried the small council was going to be Bran,
0: Tyrion, Davos, and Bronn. I was like, wow, no.
1: The person of Brienne makes it less bad. There's a few open spots that they specifically call out and, like, they will fill them, but they never say, like, with whom. Yeah. Also, I'm not sure how much time has passed since everything happened, but all the shots in King's Landing, King's Landing seems very not destroyed. Well, you see, when you kill
0: Danny, then all of the destruction just goes away. I mean, she died and the next scene is bright and sunny, so I guess that's...
1: Yeah, we also don't know whether it's still winter or whether summer has happened. The first part of the episode, it's snowing in King's Landing, then Danny dies, and then the next time we see any of King's Landing, it's like bright and sunny, and we never see any more snow. The snow in King's Landing is really pretty. I'm not opposed to
0: that, but I think they should just left it not snowy there so we wouldn't have these questions. The only thing we have to tell us kind of how much time has passed is that John has more of a beard now, and... That was a good choice. Um, I, I think that was a noble decision on the showmaker's part. Moving on. Um, is going west to find out what's west of Westeros. And I know we're getting three spin-off series from Game of Thrones. I'm kind of hoping one of them is Arya in
1: the West. Let's see. If we're getting three spin-off series. One's a prequel, I know. One's a prequel. I can see that either being like the story of Robert's Rebellion or based off of Hedge Knight, which follows Duncan and Aegon Targaryen I think the fourth as his squire could be fun just kind of like a buddy cop traveling night sort of thing I believe it's being written by a woman so I'm tentatively excited about that Mm. I don't know maybe they'll go ahead and follow Grey Worm and him conquering Nath
0: sure I could see them doing a kind of fun dark fantasy thing set in a shy
1: that might be fun Mm. there's lots of ways to go I don't think the brand is going to be as strong after this season considering how poorly it's been handled
0: I can see this narrative
1: that involves Sophie Turner and it's somehow having a <coughs> phoenix effect. I mean, A, not everyone who watches the show has minded the past few episodes. Sure. Not everyone gives a shit. I understand that. Although that has not been the case with anyone I've talked to or seen talking about it online.
0: No, but I mean, if they let it go for a year and then they give us a really good opening season, the will probably be like, okay, sure, we'll keep yeah. watching. Kind of like how... <clears throat> The Walking Dead was declining, and then Fear the Walking Dead
1: came out, and people were like, oh, eh, sure. I believe I'm actually seeing Fear the Walking Dead. I hear it's good. Yeah, I also think that a lot of the people who are upset are distinctly blaming the writers as opposed to anyone else, so not having the same writers is going to be a huge boost to any other series.
0: Luckily, they're not running any other, like, big series, and so they're not going to have to, like,
1: have to deal with fan wrath or big continuity snarls. Yeah, I'm really hoping that them directing Star Wars or writing for Star Wars does not happen. Not a good idea after no. this. <sighs> what?
0: Me, dragon. Me, not like chair. Me, anarchist. not I don't know why
1: Drogon is Cookie Monster. <laughs> I don't know, but I, I love it. They also do mention Drogon again at the small council meetings. Like, hey, has anyone heard what's going on with Drogon? Last we saw, he was flying east and Bronn's like good farther away the better King Bran is like oh well I guess I'll check in on him myself and I'm guessing that's a hit like yeah he's gonna warg the dragon
0: oh I figured he was just gonna like
1: make some ravens go looking around but he could warg a dragon that would be pretty cool again not happening on screen because dragons are expensive no as you could probably tell this last episode was just full of disappointment a lot of it did circle into so bad as good territory though so yeah, we, we even commented at the end that it has achieved like the level of the no from Mummy 2.
0: <laughs> Can we
1: cancel one of the Game of Thrones spinoff series and just make it a
0: a reboot of the mummy? When we started this side series, we wanted to watch a show that we were really into, because we had a lot of affection for Game of Thrones and we wanted we didn't want to watch a thing that we were gonna hate watch. We didn't want to watch like a bad show and riff on it because we we don't like to be negative, that's not really what we're about.
1: Yeah, and I also like don't like having to suffer through crap that I don't like just to be shitty to it online, especially when there are, are people out there who do enjoy it. It just feels rude.
0: Yeah, <clears throat> and a waste of everyone's time. Yeah. Um, so I'm kind of sad that this is where the trajectory was, but also I think I understand the problems better than if I hadn't been doing this, so there's something good out of it.
1: Yeah, I definitely think that by doing this we were able to have a more critical eye on Game of Thrones than we normally would have. Kind of being able to parse why it's been so disappointing is helpful. And I think we've also helped some of our listeners make some of those realizations as well.
0: Mm -hmm. And it's meant that I've had to be more actively engaged with some of the conversations than I might have been, as opposed to kind of trying to shut it out and and just enjoy the ride. Yeah, plugging ears
1: and going la 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 la.
0: Yeah, it's sometimes how I get through some of the MCU discourse. Yeah. So this has been a good growing experience. The, The real kingdom we lost
1: was our enjoyment of Game of Thrones, I guess. There's still stuff I will enjoy from the from the show. I think probably in a few years' time, I'll probably go back and do a rewatch because there's a lot to love and the f- first few seasons are great. And even this season had some great moments. I really enjoyed the first three episodes. Yeah, I'll watch all the Sansa scenes from episode one over and over on repeat. So yeah, I think that does it for our analysis of Game of Thrones.
0: We're still thinking about doing this kind of thing with another show. That'll be down the line. So keep an eye on the, I guess, Western horizon for that.
1: Yeah, I think earliest, probably a month from now, we might start that up. We still haven't even decided on what show we want to watch.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, also, hopefully your your cold <clears throat> will finally be done by then.
1: Yes. Uh, I do apologize if it's terribly noticeable, but I have just fought off a really bad upper respiratory inf- infection. So uh, I apologize for sounding like a frog all through this recording, trying not to have it affect anything going on with gratuitous pausing we'll see how that works out but thanks for joining us for gratuitous
0: thrones and we hope you join us for bring it on versus cool runnings this friday thanks for tuning in